Hello, everybody. This is Trina Gunzel, and welcome to another episode of the Legacy and Legends podcast. I'm so excited to introduce you to my guest today, Monica Beauchamp from, uh, I'll let her tell you where she's from, and she's going to be sharing her story as part of this Light the World series. I'm looking forward to all the wonderful people that I'm getting to meet and share with you and kind of spotlight stories of inspiration to give somebody else a little bit more hope, maybe see that what you're going through, you don't feel alone anymore because you hear what someone else has went through, and then it's going to inspire you and help light the holidays this time of year. So Monica, would you please let us know where are you checking in from? I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, okay. Very cool. That's a cool connection. We, for years, we're down in Branson, Branson, Missouri. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> we went to St. Louis Children's Hospital for eight years to help with studies so that we could advance technology for type 1 diabetes because my son was diagnosed oh. at four and he wears an insulin pump and continuous glucose monitor. So I know right where you are in okay, St. Louis. That's yeah, amazing. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It's a small world, right? So I'm so glad you're here. And honestly, I'm just going to turn the stage over to you. And I would love it if you would share what inspired you to reach out for this interview and kind of what you went through and what was the um, success story on the other side of it. Okay. So, well, um, what inspired me really, the, the one thing that inspires me always is my children. And um, that's actually the trauma that I, the biggest trauma that I faced. Um, so my oldest son, um, I would say most of his life has been some sort of trauma. He was born six and a half weeks early. We mm. spent um, 45 days in the NICU where I basically lived. Wow. Um, yeah. And uh, then um, previous to him being born, we knew he was going to be born with bilateral club feet. And it was not a huge surprise to me because I also was born with a club foot, um, just one. Um, however, they couldn't tell me how severe it would be. And when he was born, it was um, obvious that it was quite severe. They wanted to start, even though he was teeny tiny, they wanted to start treatment right away. Um, so he was, he started in leg casts, um, full leg casts at three days old. Wow. Um, yeah, so his first surgery to correct his feet was when he was six months old. And, um, unfortunately his surgeries just didn't like, they didn't take and it reached a point he was five and he was just very active. Um, so he also, so my son also has uh, ADHD and is on the autism spectrum. So um, like a sense of awareness, he was kind of lacking that and he was just very active and it got to the point his feet had turned in so badly that we were concerned he was going to blow out his knees. And I mean, he was only five. So I, um, sought out a different surgeon. He actually, um, is world renowned and was based in St. Louis. So it was perfect. Mm. Um, so we scheduled with him and they said my only, the only option really was another surgery and I knew it was going to be very intense. So, um, his surgery was in December. We had to start prep preparing for that. Um, I believe in November. So he was in full leg cast mm -hmm. starting in November prior to the surgery. Um, 
And it was interesting because um, we were told he would be able to walk in these casts and he definitely could not. So I had prepared myself. I was going to the gym every day. I wanted to make sure I could lift him. And at that time he was roughly 60 pounds and that was without the cast and the dead weight. Wow. Of blood. So um, I, you know, I prepared myself physically and I would carry him because our home is not wheelchair accessible really. And um, so that started in November, December, he had the surgery, everything went great. He recovered for a couple of weeks at home while they were on um, winter break from school. And then mm -hmm. The school had done an amazing job of preparing for him to return in a wheelchair, and they were, I mean, they were phenomenal. So his first day back at school, I get a call. I had gone back to work, and I got a call that he was bleeding uh -huh. um, profusely and that he needed to go to the hospital via ambulance. So, um, you know, initially, I just panicked. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. You're um, like, um, I just sent him to school with peanut butter and jelly. He had a yeah, spelling and I, was, and I was a good um close to an hour away from the hospital. So wow. I I jumped in my car and I said, Okay, I'm on my way. And they were like, Where are you going? And I said, I don't know. Tell me what hospital he's gonna be at. So we couldn't actually transport him to the hospital that he needed to go to to see his surgeon because um, he, he, you know, it was traumatic for him. He passed out, so they were concerned about the amount of bleeding, so they took him to the nearest hospital. So I frantically called um, the ER doctor and said, please, whatever you do, don't remove the cast. I'm on my way. We need to be transferred to this other hospital. Because we didn't know what was going on, but we knew we didn't want the cast off unless they had to come off. Mm -hmm. So um, that was the start of quite the journey. So um, we had that incident and then <sighs> he was taken by ambulance one other time, um, like two days later. He was taken by ambulance. Then I had to take him into the doctor's office, all for bleeding. And then um, he was taken a third time by ambulance. And the fourth time I got a call, I was in a, I was at work. Um, it was before I had stopped um, working a nine to five um, in addition to my business. But so I was at work in a mandatory training and I listened to the message and all I knew was this time it was very different and I needed to go like immediately. Mm -hmm. So um, like I was in my car before I even called the school back and um, I got to the hospital almost at the same time that my son did and he was unresponsive. Jeez. So um, yeah, he he was breathing on his own, but it was very labored, and he was not <laughs> responding in any other way. Um, I basically sat in the ER um, room with him, watching him die. Now, he made a full recovery. Oh, my gosh. However, I was like, oh, my God. However, I did not. Mm. Not, not initially. Yeah. So, he... Um, 
his hemoglobin was critically low. It was at um, 3.2. And his blood pressure was obviously very low at that point as well. Um, it was by far the worst experience of my life. <laughs> and he had already had one other experience where he had a routine surgery to have his tonsils out and ended up on a BiPAP machine. So like um, medical trauma wasn't new for us, um, but wow. this was just, this was, he was bleeding under his cast continuously and he had so much blood loss um, that he ended up needing uh, two blood transfusions. Hmm. Um, actually, it was pretty amazing how quickly he perked right up. <laughs> after that oh, yeah. and um they rushed him into once he was stable um they rushed him into emergency surgery to stop the bleeding um like i said he recovered pretty quickly although he um was old enough because he was six at the time or almost six so wow. he was old enough to remember and know what happened. And mm -hmm. he, for a long time, talked about bleeding in the ambulance. And he still sometimes refers to that. Wow. Um, and it's been three years. So it's definitely, obviously, taken a toll on him, too. So mm -hmm. um, about the same time that all this had happened i had started a bakery business and um i obviously took a break to take care of him but what i found myself doing at night when i couldn't sleep because i couldn't sleep um was a lot of baking like i needed to do something with my hands heck yeah girl <laughs> right um, and engage other parts of my body so that i could process through everything that happened yeah um and that went on for some time actually that's how i was able to build my business yeah because you know when you're baking you can only eat so many cookies right <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah for sure I just, yes um so like the deeper healing didn't come until much later mm -hmm. like it took me so let me back up a little bit i went back to um he was not allowed to go back to school until his casts were off the yeah the, the school administration said you know we love having him here but we just can't so what had happened is he was unresponsive at school um other kids saw the massive amount of bleeding so like he wasn't the only one traumatized from it um mm -hmm. and because he was unresponsive they had the aev at the ready to restart his heart that's how serious it was so mm -hmm. pretty much like, it was trauma all the way around you know yes. um so they just said we can't have him back until the cast are off even though the doctor kept telling me I could send him back, oh. um, which I wasn't going to do. But I, you know, once he was able to go back, I went back to work. And I worked um, in the mental health field. So this was quite shocking to me. It had mm -hmm. been um, 
I guess two months since it had happened and like my supervisor knew, but not a lot of details because I was just very private. Yeah. And she pulled me into her office and said, um, you know, I know what you went through, but um, you should be over it by now. What? And um, uh, as a type one diabetic mother whose son went into a coma when he's four, my son's 18. And it's still a process. Like last night I got a message. My phone's going off because his blood sugar is super low and he's on a mission. And it's like, you're always working through it. I would never tell somebody that. I'm sorry. That just hit a button. I'm like, that is messed up. Yeah. I, I mean, I was kind of in shock actually. Yeah. Um, and I, so the little bit that I had talked about it, I just, I shut down. Bless your heart. Oh, I wish I would have been your friend then. We could have a tea party. I'd bake with you. So, um, and I knew at that point, it took me a while, but I knew at that point it was time for me to move on from that, from that job. I, yeah. I was there for 18 years um, before I worked up the courage to, to say farewell. But Good um, for you. Way to get yeah, your spark of, that. That's not right. I kind of immediately left um, that position. Like, yeah. I loved my role, but I obviously didn't love the supervisor. So <laughs> yeah. I, I moved on from that um, into another role pretty quickly after that because, um, you know, that was just kind of re-traumatizing for me. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I continued to focus on my my bakery business but um so i'm gonna say almost two years ago almost two years and so it'll be two years in april i um became acquainted with an energy healer and i started working with her and it was yeah it really saved my life mm -hmm. because not only was i holding on to that I was, I was not in a healthy marriage. Um, so there was just a lot like, um, my husband to this day has no idea how serious the medical stuff was with my son. Yeah. Because he never came to the hospital. So he has mm. no idea. Um, so I, and I never really talked to him about it because I thought you should have been there. Um, mm -hmm. so in the last almost two years, I've made like massive, massive changes. I've really processed through everything that happened. I know I'm sitting here crying. Like I can't tell the story without crying, even though I'm in a good place with everything. I no longer, I no longer blame myself for what happened. Yeah. Um, and I've been able to move through it, but, um, so in the last two years, I separated from my husband <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, we're just, uh, it's me and my two boys and we're just really working on building the kind of life that we want. Yeah. And, uh, so through working with the energy healer, I, she's also a business coach and, um, it was funny because when I first started working with her, I said, no, I have no, no interest in working on my business. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, because I just wasn't in, I just wasn't in the right place. And yeah. I've later said, like, 
I was just barely existing. So my business didn't really matter that much. Uh Um, but I, on a, I, you know, I attended a master class and I didn't know why, but I just, I knew I needed to join their program and they were actually just as surprised as I was. (laughs) They were like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Anyway, so I joined the program and I was sitting there one day and I was like, what if I started helping other people who have been through trauma through baking? Yeah. And I remember, I remember the business coach sitting there just like looking at me and I was like, okay, maybe not. And she was like, no, I'm actually just blown away by this idea. So I have no words. <laughs> it's a super cool idea. Like from all the work I've done certifications for helping people through grief and trauma release and divorce and all these different things getting them present time i think it's brilliant because it's hands-on like you're gonna get yeah. them present time and it's so cool i love that idea so <laughs> from there i mean from there it was born i started this program called need to heal healing through baking oh that um, is cool you might and, be one of the coolest people i've met this year that's amazing yes it's actually been fabulous like every person i meet with like i take something away from it they obviously take something away from it it's just been an incredibly beautiful experience what's the Um, name of it again it's called need to heal yes (laughs) that we always have one session where we work with bread dough um because you know what it's a really good way to get frustrations out like uh, yeah. eating on dough um so um you get yeah. like all the sparkles for that <laughs> yeah that is just amazing i love it i i'm blown away right now you guys i'm i'm blown out <laughs> so then at some point as i was creating this i was like oh i have this other idea I'm kind of like the idea person, right? Like yeah, I was doing these great plans. Yes, that's the sparkle one. Yeah, me too. It's like I do. I have 14 I, intimate streams of income I teach, so I have lots of ideas. So yes. I was like, I have this other idea, and I want to create this program. So um, I did, and it was off to a kind of a slow start, and it was a collaboration, and now I'm collaborating with somebody else. So it's kind of been a long journey, but it's actually really awesome right now. But um, I created or co-created a program called Coffee, Cookies, and Confidence, and we really are um, invested in helping other women build their confidence, and honestly, it was, like, so amazing for both of us because we were building our confidence at the same time, Um, (laughs) so it's been it's been really great and we're going to start having um like some like two-hour workshops and stuff in the new year so it'll be awesome but all of this would have never happened had i not been through all the trauma with my my son yeah i love it so much because you took that pivotal moment and that's what this show is all about like listen to monica's story she took something very difficult and found her way through it and now she's using it to help other people and that's what like the world is all about oh my gosh my heart that just makes my heart sing because what i teach is like purpose and helping people find their story and through that to be able to reach people and make a bigger impact and 
It's all those parts. And there's so many ways you can reach and help people need to heal and coffee, cookies and confidence. That's so cool, Monica. So with this next steps and everything are you doing this online can people get in touch with you like how would they get in touch with you Is it yeah it's, it's all virtual and i do have a facebook group um it's interesting like i don't have a problem building a facebook group but i i built one i didn't like the energy so i closed it down yeah so I, I restarted it and i think there's like six people in there right now so i'm i'm building it slowly um and I just want people who really resonate with what I'm doing. And I, I want like a, a good energy in, in the group. Um, so, and I forgot to tell you um, in all of the changes that I made in the last two years. So, um, you know, I say I worked in the mental health field for 18 years. Yeah. Part of the reason I had stayed was my husband had convinced me that I would never be able to make things go with my business and I had to stay there. So I separated from him on his birthday last year was the last day of my 18 year career. Monica, you're killing me. Um, I have no idea quite how it happened that way. Yes, I do. Um, but it was phenomenal. Like I will always have a passion working in mental health. Actually, that's part of what I want to do with Need to Heal. I'm currently working with people on the autism spectrum yeah. because that's something important to me. And um, that's a population of people who have trouble processing their emotions. So it's been really great. Um, but so I'm no longer in a nine to five. I do my bakery business full time and then I, and then Need to Heal and Coffee, Cookies and Confidence are, are just all part of that. Monica, oh, this has been one of my favorite, favorite, favorite interviews of the year. I'm so glad that you're out. It's just, and you're in Missouri. Like, we're going to yes. actually be able to meet up someday. I'm stoked. And I, oh, I just, this is a mic drop. This is me mic dropping. <laughs> this was just one of my favorite. I was not expecting, like, your story. I'm just like, of course you did. That is amazing. <laughs> So everybody, I hope this lit you up, like literally going through, if you're not listening to this episode, you're just missing out. Monica is amazing and need to heal and coffees, cookies and confidence. I mean, come on, who doesn't want to be a part of that? That is, I'm anyway, amazing. My, I, my ideas right now are just going off and I'm thinking of all these <laughs> people to connect you with. And as a business consultant and coach, like there's just expansion is my thing, right? How many ways can we help people get to know? the awesome sauce that Monica is because if she's not lighting the world, oh, I don't know what it is. I, I can't stop smiling right now. Like my face is hurting. Thank you so much. <laughs> Monica, thank you for making the time seriously today. And so if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way? Um, the best way is just to reach out to me on Facebook. Um, you can send me a dm anytime um i know to check my message requests all that good stuff <laughs> <laughs> okay so there's going to be some information in the comments down below everybody so that you can access the links and make sure you get in touch with monica on facebook how cool is this i don't know anybody who actually doesn't love carbs so needing with bread <laughs> and cookies i mean really even though we try to give them up 
you need them literally so that's my two cents um thank you so much for being part of the show and you have definitely lit the world with our episode today all right everybody if you're interested in sharing your story like monica surprise me i want to hear all the cool things you can reach out to me directly at trinagunzel.com or on facebook yes i personally check my messages too we're real people helping real humans so thank you monica so much for sharing your story thank you Bye-bye.